Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of The Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts concerning Islam. I'm here with my friend Farhan. Farhan, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. I have to apologize to all of our viewers. Uh, my throat is a bit off today. Um, so if my voice seems very annoying, I apologize in advance. But I hope despite that, you can continue listening. Right, listening, not viewing. <laughs> listening. Farhan, last time we were talking about can you be good without religion? Right. And we had a pretty good dialogue. And I hope that amongst the differences between our listeners and our um, and ourselves, that that is where we can find um, comfort and the answers. So this week, I wanted to talk more about can you be spiritual without religion, Farhan? Yeah, actually, this uh, this is an in- another interesting question. Um, I really enjoyed last episode. Uh, it was a really interesting uh, discussion. And uh, interestingly, um, I came across a writing of Hazrat Muslim Maud, Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmud Ahmad, who is the second caliph uh, after the promised Messiah, uh, Mirza Ghulam Ahmad. Mirza Ghulam Ahmad uh, lived from 1835 to 1908. And after that, there's a system of caliphate. And then there's uh, the second caliph, from 1914 was Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmud Ahmad. And I came across one of his writings. Uh, and it's interesting. I mentioned that there are two, two theories about goodness and morality uh, that um, people who, who are not religious believe in. And he came up with many theories uh, that, were, that were being presented at his time. So it's possible. I mean, I was coming up with these theories um, from a course uh, in Yale University that I took. It was an online course that I took. And he and the professor spoke about two theories. And, and I mentioned those in the previous podcast. But as a Muslim, uh, radiallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with him, spoke about many other theories um, and, 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 and ideas about morality. So... When it comes to spirituality, I think I think it's it's it's, it's a follow up discussion on this. Um, a lot of people nowadays are are fed up with organized religion. They are fed up with 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 uh, with uh, the idea of having an institution, right? If if you look at Christian history, for instance, the uh, the Catholics are, are are very institution based. It's a very institutional religion. And, and, and the Protestants are the ones who, who said, we don't want all of this. Um, uh, you know, the church is there for all people and we don't need. And, you know, over time, nowadays, there are institutions even within Protestantism, right? We have a lot of Protestant um, people who are part of institutions, um, you know. And so there's a movement nowadays of people who, who, who believe in spirituality. They're like... We can meditate, we can take whatever we like from different religions. And so why is that not enough? Why, why, why do I have to be religious, quote-unquote? That is a question, right? John, I'm, I'm reading this quote, and I will very, very rarely ever quote him. But um, Tupac Shakur, who was a rapper, uh, he said, Why does God need gold ceilings to talk to me? So the idea behind that is that why does God need this massive 
church or whatever place of worship that's filled with gold, gold to talk to me. Yeah, it, 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 this actually sparks um, uh, what, something uh, I, I read about Orthodox faith. So in Christianity, uh, one of the main traditions is the Eastern Orthodox religion or Eastern Orthodox Christianity, um, mostly in, found in Russia and um, the Eastern European countries. But also uh, in Canada and other places, we, we have people who are Christian, but they belong to the Eastern Orthodox uh, tradition. And, and, and East, Eastern Orthodoxy, one of the things that, that, that makes it unique and different from all other Christian faiths is their icons. They're so focused on beautiful church buildings and beautiful sculptures and icons uh, in, in in so 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 going to a church is supposed to be a very special experience and the icons are supposed to help you uh, you know connect with, with 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 reality and connect with the dead and all these things and so for them specifically these things are very very important so uh, what this rapper is is saying, is actually a very uh, it's an uh, it's an observation of Christian uh, religion. Even in Catholicism, in, even in among Protestant faiths, we we have these huge church buildings, and the reason is that for Christianity, uh, going to the church is their worship, is their expression of faith. For Muslims, it's not. For Muslims, it's very different. For Muslims, uh, we can go to any place, and 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 it's it's our mosque. We can we can any clean place. We can put a mat down and offer a prayer, right? In some parts, I've seen images online as well, where you know the mosque is just a, a boundary line of certain stones. So you just put some stones and you make a square or rectangle, and you can pray inside, and that's a mosque. Right? You don't need buildings. And even in case of our buildings, which are beautiful, we don't put, put too much you know, colors and paintings and all these other things. They're not there. Uh, the building is very simple, most likely white, um, and, 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 and you just enter it and, and there's nothing to distract you. It's just meant to make you focus on your prayer. That's a very interesting observation. I've never realized the simplicity behind uh, a mosque building. There aren't very many colors within a mosque. I, I believe it's only the architecture that may be elaborate, but in terms of, of the colors, it's not there. Also, ca calligraphy, uh, if I said the word correctly, this is the Arabic writings, which are written in beautiful font and beautiful styles. And, and, and so a lot of uh, mosques have that really beautiful uh, you know writings of you know, maybe taken from the Quran uh, written on the walls um, even in that case uh, if you look at the Ahmadiyya Muslim mosques we tend not to over exaggerate the importance of calligraphy we, we try to, um, to to limit that as well because even that can be a distraction mm -hmm. and so we want our mosques and our walls to be as free from images as possible right um, in, in our mosque here in Toronto which is the Betul Islam Mosque just north of Toronto, we just have uh, maybe beautiful windows, right? And a little bit of writings from the Quran. But other than that, it's all empty. The walls are all white and empty. And it's meant to help us focus. Um, and, and using the word focus, we need to focus back on our topic, which is spirituality or religion. What is it? Um, 
So I come from a, a, a therapist background where Zen Buddhism is, is a big topic. Um, this topic of being mindful or doing yoga or all these elaborate exercises are supposed to help you connect with your inner self. And they're supposed to make you reach a, a place of, of safety and solitude. And, and, you know, you feel good on the inside. Your soul feels good. Um, and that is what people associate spirituality with. So can you have all those things, this peacefulness, this inner peace without religion? You see, the word religion is a heavy word, and, 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 and I cannot speak about all religions um, because religion can mean a whole bunch of things to different people. And, and in fact, every one person who is listening to the podcast, whatever they are imagining by the word religion might be different from the other person, and it's going to be. So it's impossible for me to speak about all religions. But let's focus this. I'm a Muslim. I'm an imam with the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And, and, and from that perspective, um, you know, uh, w w what, what, wh why, why would I consider the Ahmadiyya Muslim religion to be more important than spirituality? The answer is that spirituality itself, uh, you know, it has no definition also. So just like the word religion <laughs> can mean a whole bunch of things, spirituality or being spiritual can mean a whole bunch of different things. I believe that in the Ahmadiyya Muslim faith, the the religion and spirituality go hand in hand, right? So if I come to, to the mosque uh, because I'm a religious person, it is not just because I want to follow certain rituals or, or do certain observances. It is also to get spirituality. And coming back to the point that we were talking about earlier, that our mosques don't have these icons and paintings and sculptures, it's because we want to keep our mosques spiritual, right? We want people who come to the mosque for the five daily prayers to feel spiritual, spiritual and not just because they're following certain rituals. So on that note, how does Islam define spirituality? Um, the, you see, spirituality, if you want to really uh, make it, um, get a definition, is a spiritual person is one who has a connection with God, right? And, 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 and that connection can have stages, right? And the very first stage of spirituality is acceptance of prayers, the very first stage is acceptance of prayers. There's a very interesting book, again, by Hazrat Muslim Ahud, I mentioned earlier. It's entitled, Ahmadiyyat or the True Islam, right? And if you go in there and he talks about these stages, he says the first stage of connection with God is acceptance of prayers. The second stage is when you actually start re receiving revelations, direct revelations from God. And the third stage is when you have what, what is called liqa in, 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 in Islam, which means that you are totally connected with God and you have become a manifestation of the attributes of God, right? Which we were talking about last episode, that real morality in Islam is when you take the attributes of God and, 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 and become an embodiment of those attributes. So we, take, we just take the first stage, which is acceptance. Um, I feel like there we could also go in depth that acceptance is also even further back would be awareness. So being aware of God, 
being conscious of God. Right. Right. Even even in our prayers, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has said that our prayers should be such that we are looking at God. Right. And if we cannot reach that stage, at least we should be aware that God is looking at us during our prayers. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, coming to the mosque and the five daily prayers and the timings and and the events that we have, uh, the programs that we have. Um, and all these other things, the the darsul Quran or the darsul Hadith, um, the 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 uh, dars from the writings of 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 the Promised Messiah, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, or these kind of things are there, and and they might start to feel ritualistic, uh, but the end goal of all these things is spirituality. So spirituality goes hand in hand with religion. We should not dis you know, distinguish one from the other, at least from an Islamic perspective. They go hand in hand. And th- there's one place where Arzad Mirza Ghulam Ahmed has stated that sometimes, you know, you might feel that these things, that, that the prayers that you're offering are, are very ritualistic. And he has said that even for the tahajjud prayer, you should try to cry and even pretend to cry that the Hajjit prayer is, is the one that is offered before dawn. It's a voluntary prayer. It's not obligatory. And he says in that prayer, try to pray as if you're crying. Even pretend it. But eventually, what will happen is when you pretend to cry, it will have an impact on your heart and you will start to feel truly uh, remorseful and tr- truly start crying and it will have an impact on your spirituality. So yeah, the ritual is there is like, an, is like a shell but inside, the spirituality has to grow. So I'm hearing the intention behind your actions is very important. And you always have to be mindful of what is my intention? What is my reason for doing this? And that requires, I'm, I'm assuming, and, and I think so from my own experience, a lot of effort and a lot of conscious awareness. And I think you can only progress when you have, when you put in that much effort. Would you agree? Right, right. You have to put in the effort, you have to work on it, and gradually and slowly you reach that. I mean, in the beginning, sure, if you teach a child about Islam and about the prayers, it might feel ritualistic, but eventually you reach that stage where where this comes naturally to you and, and your spirituality starts growing. I always compare it to mind, body, soul. So just like with your body, you have to work out and you have to exercise to reach it, reach at a certain point of good health. Same thing with your mind. You have to exercise your mind. The same thing with your soul. You have to exercise your soul to reach a certain stage. Um, Farhan, we're almost at time. And I want to remind our viewers that if you are enjoying what you are listening to and you like it or if you have any feedback please do reach out to us please take out a moment to like or subscribe or comment on itunes or wherever uh, on google play or on uh, soundcloud wherever you get your podcast from take a moment and like it subscribe to it comment on it and please do send us your doubts or your feedback at the conviction project at gmail.com Once again, this is The Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts concerning Islam.